Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much for listening to my podcasts and story compilations. I'd also love to engage with you on my other platforms. I do live multi-streams usually Sunday nights starting at 9 p.m. Central on YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, and now Facebook. I also do live streams every Wednesday on TikTok starting at 3 p.m. Central. And you can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and at dusty-thunder.com where you can submit your own story, shop swag, even support our Mission Protect the Cake initiative. If you're not subscribed on YouTube yet, I highly recommend it because we post multiple stories there every day. We've rolled out a membership program with exclusive content and we'll be doing even more in 2024. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the stories and may your days stay Askonaut free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to yet another episode of the Dusty Thunder Podcast. We have Candy Thunder here again. Yay! Back by popular demand. Uh, Pretty convinced that that you all uh, just watched this to see Candy Thunder or just watched my content to see Candy Thunder. No. Fairly convinced. And I'm okay with that. It doesn't matter. We'll, We'll withhold her enough. And, and let her, you know, have her jump in just enough to keep you hungry for it. That's what we'll do. Like I'm a, I'm an appetite snack. Yeah. You're, you're a special edition kind of thing. It's a special treat whenever Candy Thunder comes on. Y'all know that. Uh, before we get started into stories, this has been a doozy of a week. <laughs> capital D on doozy. Yeah. Uh, capital D is, is me. Um, <laughs> It has been a doozy of a week, and and we wondered if you guys had ever had just one of those weeks where it feels like you're up against it and everything is going wrong. That's where I'm at for sure, and I know you started having that kind of week too. Yeah, everything feels like a bump in the road, and my mom's like, "It's it's just a bump. You you can move past it." And I'm like, "There's only so many bumps you can take before you just completely fall apart." I feel like. And well, and if all of those bumps combine, it becomes a ramp, <laughs> and then you're just sailing through the air like. It's like the, it's becoming the speed bump with like the, like the nails stripped <laughs> down and like your tires are popping and you're like, you're everything's fine. Us. Everything's fine. Yeah. So we've had a, like a cluster of technical issues that scrapped two projects. We tried to bring the Thunder kiddos in and, and have like a good half hour conversation with mm-hmm. them. But it was a three camera, three microphone shoot and I didn't have someone there to run the behind the scenes stuff. So I was in front of camera and 
didn't didn't babysit the behind the camera stuff and uh, ended up scrapping it because of camera and audio issues. We, and then, we stretched him too thin. And then we did Thunder and Spark episode two, uh, right. but had an audio issue back here in the studio because our interface wasn't set up to take three mics. So we we ran a different one through USB. And if you apparently use uh, XLR mics and a USB mic, the data travels at different speeds and created a hellacious <laughs> echo. And that whole thing got scrapped too. Two projects in that a row was, got scrapped. That was hard for him to... Kicked me square in the soul. Yeah, it was, it was hard for him to scrap it. But I heard two seconds of it and I was like, no, we can't, we can't. I'm not recovered from this yet. And right now we're recording this and I'm like, holy shit. If something goes wrong with this one too, I might just take like a month off because I'm not, I'm not allowed to everything I touch right now. There are issues. The Wednesday live stream started off. I didn't Without change any anything. Audio. The audio wasn't working. I'm like, the gremlins, <laughs> said, the gremlins are after me. You said, um, what is the opposite of Midas touch? Yes. <laughs> Normally candy thunder says I have the Midas touch. Everything I touch turns to gold. Uh, whatever the opposite of that is, is what I have this week. <laughs> and you called it the dusty touch, right? <laughs> the dusty touch. <laughs> That's where we're at. That's where it's been. It's been just one of those weeks and we're now at the end of it. It's Friday when we're filming this. Um, so, so, so there's this sense of relief and, and normally, I mean, we're working through the weekend too. We're, we're looking at content. We're engaging. We're, we're always working in some mm -hmm. capacity here. Um, but, but <laughs> we're just hoping that we're ending the end of this cluster of a week. Probably not. It's been taxing. Yeah, it's probably not. It's going to keep going, but you so, know what? We, we always push through. We always make it to the other side. I that, mean, I don't, I don't know how, but we always end up somewhere on the other side and we're more thankful for what we have when we go through shitty times. That's true. And, and, you know, as, as we've been dealing with the garbage this week, it's, I keep thinking that, you know, we're, we're pushing through a hard time because there's, there's a good time on the other side of this. There's, there's something big and grand on the other side of this. And maybe that's just seeing the world with rose tinted glasses because I don't know what good thing could make up for all of the bullshit we've seen in the past week. However, uh, that's the only way that personally I can keep pushing through it. I'm like, I'm, this is for a reason We're we're, yeah, we're doing our nickel here for a reason for some kind of payoff here. I don't know what that is, but but it at least keeps us going. And you know what? We've been we've been in business for ourselves for a long time now. And that mentality has has kept us alive to this point. So right. So just pushing through those bad times is is about the only thing that we can do with with the hope, maybe blind hope, maybe blind faith that something better is on the other side of it. But it's worked out thus far. So there is no choice but to succeed and but to push oh, through. Yeah, it. you've got to power through. So if you not an option, we can't just, you're give going up. through a hard time. Just keep pushing. Just keep going. Just Don't keep swimming. Down. Yes. Yes. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? Swim. <laughs> we're swimming. Uh, so the second also, thing we wanted to talk, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. <laughs> we were also on a Pixar kick at home. So. We're still uh, are. Yeah. So, so right now it is either it's, it's kind of a toss up between, um, Bluey, Bluey, one of the Frozen movies, one of the Toy Story movies, <laughs> one of the Cars movies. Yeah, Princess, Cars, Princess. <laughs> uh, and then I don't know that she can really say Woody yet. 
but she says Buzz. Mm-hmm. Buzz. Um, and then Dory. She could say Dory yeah. and Nemo, of course. Uh, Marlon, she could care less about his name. She's just like, Oh, she says the whale shark. Destiny. Destiny. Yeah, and she Destiny. says it like the Destiny. <laughs> yeah. Speak whale. Yes. She she gets a kick out of that. And it's it's fun for us to kind of relive those portions of mm-hmm. phases our kids were in previously, too. And this brings us to the next point that we wanted to discuss before we dive in on stories, and that's work-life balance. It's hard. It's really hard. I mean, especially when you own your small business or own a small business. And then, um, like, we took this on um, not knowing what it was, what it was going to become. And this meaning uh, Dusty Thunder, yeah. yeah, yeah, content creating and it's it's another business. I mean, there is no other way to put it. It is just a completely another business um, that we're running simultaneously with our current business. So and, two small businesses and five kids. But but all that to say, um, we are are so so thankful for the the love that you guys show us day in and day out. Um, I mean, we wouldn't do this if we didn't have exactly. you guys. So we would not be sitting here doing this right now if it weren't for the love and support and the engagement that you guys show uh, we would have no reason to, to keep yes. pushing. And, and I say pushing because we really push ourselves on the content creation side of things. I mean, it is Friday afternoon right right now. And we carved two hours out of our work day to come back here and do this. And that means that I've got to make up those two hours because there's always a big pile of work to do with the agency sometime at night or over the weekend. And that's just how it works. We just have to find a way to to. But, but not on Sunday. I'm not letting you work on Sunday. I'm taking on his Father's keys. Day. Yeah, I'm taking his keys. She he's said not- she said earlier because she's had a, a calamity <laughs> of a couple of days. She said she said I know it's I know it's Father's Day, but I'm going to ask you to take the kids and just give and me some time. Alone. <laughs> Go be a dad on Father's Day. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah, I think that sounds accurate. No, I'm That's gonna fine. I'm gonna get up on Sunday. I'm gonna make uh, a German pancake. Ooh, it's so good! With I'm just now learning about this. I am pumped. Yes, it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be good. I am pumped for it. So work life balance is is really hard. Uh, I don't think there's any other way to say it. And you know, if you have a normal nine to five or eight to five kind of job, and you can clock in, clock out, um, I'm sure there are still things that you're passionate about beyond those that you like to give your attention to. And then you still have to find a balance between work that and, and family mm-hmm. as well. And it's tough. It's always tough. I think for us, it takes a concerted effort to make sure that we are intentionally. That's what I was going to say too. dedicating time to each one of those things, being intentional with your time. We actually, I have to schedule things and yeah. that may seem a little bit cheesy, but I have talked about this before. You know, my idea of success now is not the Ferraris and airplanes that it, that it was whenever I was 20 something. It is having the freedom of time to be able to pick up my kids from school mm-hmm. and to be able to spend time with Navy, you know, one or two days per week. It is, it is freedom is my de- definition of success now. And, and I have to be intentional with that. So I have to schedule myself like, like there's, we're in summer mode now, so so I'm I'm picking up Navy from her her preschool summer program less, but I will not sacrifice it. Like I I will not sacrifice that freedom because as soon as I do, like I'm I'm losing what I what I classify as success. And same thing with picking up, you know, the the teens 
from school um, or, or, you know, doing the morning drop-offs for their summer weights things. And I, I refuse to let go of those things, <laughs> even though, even though my schedule, you know, says that I probably should and my workload says that I probably should. I would rather sacrifice a little bit of sleep and work at night than sacrifice that freedom so that I can have that time to do those things that I want to do. They do exist. There are guys out there that are amazing dads and he's one of them. And I'm going to brag on him any chance that I get because I know how freaking freaking lucky I am, especially after reading these stories that I'm so thankful for, for the amount of effort that you put in towards our, our crucial family time that, that, I mean, we know how fast it goes now. We've, you know, we've done their teens now and we have a toddler and we know how fast that first part goes. And so to be intentional with that time that you spend with them is, is so important. And I'm, I'm super appreciative. I'm at home a lot more than. Don't you ever forget it. Oh, I'll I'm forget it. I'm Next time kidding. you piss me off, I'll I'm be just... like, you're an asshole. <laughs> Nobody likes you. You're a piece of shit. She would never say that. No, I would never. But but let me brag back for just a second because none of the things that, that we do with the agency, with this content, or at home would be possible at all without Candy Thunder steering the ship here uh, and making all of those things possible. And the teamwork approach that we have to be able to do life. And I, I, I like how... Uh, like how nothing's ever crazy enough for us. We're like, we have to one up it somehow. We're like, hey, let's have one more kid. Right. Hey, let's start this thing that's going to turn into a small business. <laughs> hey, let's let's do this other thing that's going to start into a business of its own. Like it's like we a, just have to one up the madness in like our life. A, like a kitty cat, a little kitty. There's a line named Millie. There's a line <laughs> that has been. If you drawn. know, you know, guys. There's a line. So yeah, there's a line where it's just like. Come on. No. Let's let's get a grip on the madness that we have in place right now before we add something with razor sharp claws <laughs> that doesn't know what to do with them into the mix. And here's the thing. I would never um, want to get another, like have another kid, get another animal, like add to our family in any way if I didn't feel like I could devote that time that I want to yeah, give to can't. them. And I, our animals right now have us that capacity. So we're going to enjoy, enjoy what we have. But Somewhere in the next two to three years, we're getting a kitten and her name's going to be Millie. And one of the other animals is going to disappear in the next two to three years <laughs> to make that happen, I guess. We've got to open no. up a slot somewhere. Those are my babies. I'm sorry. Our home team has been filled. <laughs> we can't uh, we can't allocate any other time. Okay. So. Um, oh, and I did want to add that we brag on each other. We're very thankful for what we have. But I mean, it took us a solid five years of in the trenches, arguing, fighting, figuring out how to work for each other. And the things that we brag on now, I mean, could have been things that we resented about each other sure. in the past. So I know it sounds like we're, Oh, it's so perfect. It's so great. But it, it took a lot of, a lot of hard work to get it into that spot and it did not come easy and it did not happen overnight. Right there. Yeah. We did our nickel. <laughs> it was rough. We did our nickel to get here, and it's still not perfect. Obviously, no. I mean, he's still an asshole, and I'm still crazy sometimes. So we just we just roll with it a lot easier now than than just, before. Yeah, we know how to deal with it, and more than anything, we know how to communicate through through conflict because it's gonna happen. Especially when you're as busy as we are, like right. shit's gonna happen. Shit's gonna go sideways. We're gonna forget to communicate about something. 
that's going on over the weekend with one of our families or kids or something and, right. and work and and this past week has been uh, has been a good example of that where it's just calamity. But if I you, have no uh, other word than calamity for it. If you stop, um, like don't get too much in your head and just concentrate on what's actually happening. Um, and like you said, communicate. I feel like that's the that's the best way to have that that balance and that ease. I think that's that's finally come into our relationship. Yeah. There's also a work the problem rather than focus on the problem mentality. And I get emotionally wrapped up in problems. Sure. I mean, as I feel like as a woman and I have no issue saying that, um, we think more with emotion and a side of logic where guys are normally logic, a side of emotion. Right. And so it's, it, he helps me work through the solution versus focusing on the problem. And sometimes that just pisses me off because sometimes I just want to vent about my problem. And so we, we I've do gotten better. I've gotten better at, at recognizing that and knowing when I just need to listen rather than when I need to <laughs> point out a solution. I don't want a solution right now. I know <laughs> some, there are some times whenever it, I just, I just need to shut up and listen and not try to help fix things. But I think in general, the mm-hmm. work-life balance requires at least the ability to flip into, I, I need to solve this problem rather than just get lost in how shitty this problem is. And this Correct. week would have been a really easy week to lay down and be like, well, this is just terrible. I'm just going to just stay inside and, uh, and sleep all day, every day. I mean, even before the live, I was like, you can do this, but do you want to do this? Because I know you're having a bad day. I know your headspace is not where you want it to be. Um, and that was day four of, of calamity. Yeah. And so, and he went on live. I, you did amazing. The show you must go on. You were the greatest show. Um, no, it was glorious. And, and you did, you took, he took 30 minutes and recentered himself and came back stronger. So, but sometimes you just want to lie down and, you know, binge, binge Netflix and eat a cosmic brownie. <laughs> there are, I think, still, I think it was whenever. I think it was whenever I discovered that the the project we shot with the kids was going to be scrapped, most likely. I messaged her and I was like, well, it looks like I'm going to have to scrap this project. I'm going to come home and curl up in a ball and cry. <laughs> and in that moment, it's what I felt like. That was the that was the response that felt most natural. It's just like, wow, like I, I can do nothing right now except for just wallow in this. But... I, you just have to take your licks and keep moving. And that's where we're at now. As mm-hmm. you know, it was, it's, this is like day six or seven of, of Calamityville. And, um, and we've survived to this point. And yeah, you know, it's been just a, a long list of problems. However, um, we've made it through it and, you know, we're, we're salvaging what we can and we have a plan to move forward. And most importantly, we made changes so that the problems that happened never happened again. And that is the biggest thing is we, we recognized the problem. We identified it, put a label on it. We identified a solution and we put that solution in place, not to fix what's already been effed, but to make sure that it never mm-hmm. gets effed again. And that general approach I think is very necessary for, for the work-life balance and just problem solving in general. Agreed. Okay, we're going to go ahead and dive into an AITA story. This one is from the AITA subreddit, and it is, Am I the astronaut for writing a different name on my daughter's birth certificate than the one my wife wanted? Where's my red flag button? Hit that shit right now. Oh, wow. Uh, Just wait. 
my 35 male wife 34 female and i recently had our first daughter we've been trying for the last four years with a couple of fertility red bumps red bumps <laughs> let's just say bumps <laughs> what does that mean i don't know maybe like fertility red flags red, okay this is a candace thing <laughs> red bumps <laughs> okay is that like an ingrown hair <laughs> with a couple of fertility bumps so naturally we were both thrilled to learn that we would soon be parents, but we couldn't and still can't agree on what our daughter's name should be or even what is appropriate to name a human being. That scares me a little bit. <laughs> that makes me think that they were talking names and one of them was like, that's like a cat name. You can't name a human that. That's like a frog. You got a pet turtle. That's his name. My wife really likes crazy names that just wouldn't fit an adult human being. There we go. I told her that I was willing to compromise with something unusual or unique, but still a real name or a normal name with an unconventional middle name. But my wife said she didn't want her daughter to be basic like all the other girls. We still hadn't decided on a name by the time my wife had her baby shower. However, after she was done, I received a text from my mom and sister asking what we had decided to name our baby. I told them that we hadn't decided. Then they asked why a giant banner was revealed with the words Bambi Plum written on it. This was all done without my knowledge. So I checked my wife's Instagram and there's a photo of her posing in front of this banner with a caption that just says Bambi Plum. Naturally, I confronted my wife about this and she flew into a rage. She claimed that I was ruining her influencer career and her brand by trying to suggest more conventional names. It would be embarrassing to change the baby's name now because Bambi Plum has been announced to all her friends, family and followers context my wife has been trying for the last couple of years to become an influencer but has not amassed a substantial following i feel like it's a losing battle at this point and reluctantly agreed to call the baby bambi plum in order to get her to calm down our relationship seemed to improve immensely after this and we were on the same page again but then four days ago our baby was born my wife had been rushed into an emergency c-section but is recovering well our daughter is healthy and wonderful and amazing but i couldn't do it I couldn't let her name be Bambi Plum. When the nurse came over to fill in the birth certificate, my wife was still pretty out of it due to all the pain medication she had received. She could barely answer any questions without giggling or doing a weird face and was not really with it. So when the nurse asked what we wanted to name the baby, I quietly said, Renee Plum instead of Bambi Plum. Renee is my wife's middle name and she seems to like it well enough. When my wife found out, she had a massive meltdown, and for the last couple of days, I've been bombarded with text messages from her friends calling me abusive and toxic, but I don't feel like I've done anything wrong. Am I the asshole? Your thoughts, Candy Thunder? So, normally I feel like if the parents don't agree on the name, the name should be scrapped. Like, I feel like both parents contributed to making the baby. Both parents should get to name the baby. They should agree on the name for the baby. I don't like that he changed it after she had the C-section. But what I dislike more is the fact that she felt she needed an unconventional name to be on brand as an influencer. And that, to me, is too far. Like, everyone sucks in this story. I don't think there's any question about it. But... I honestly believe that the mom sucks more because she wanted to name her kid something that her kid has to grow up with for the rest of her life. That's her name. Like you're, unless she wants to change it, like she's going to get made fun of thinking only of herself. Yeah. She's thinking about what's going on Instagram and not what this child is going to have to go through when she gets in second, third, fourth grade. And people are like Bambi. And I mean, I, 
I'm sorry. I like the name Plum as a middle name. I feel like Bambi Plum together and doing it for the reasons that the mom did is completely wrong. But the dad going behind her back after she had, you know, had been cut open from a C-section and she's completely out of it is also not cool. Right. Everyone does suck here. This is definitely an ESH. I think the mom doubled down on the shittiness of it by not just saying, I want this to be, it has to be on brand for my social influencer career, but then doing what she did at the baby shower, she knew full well her strategy behind it was once I announce it, I can't change it. So I'm going to announce it without him knowing that way he's stuck. That's an ASCON one. That's an ASCON one offense. Yeah, agree. I don't think that she's a terrible person. I think her, it was she did something terrible by announcing it without her husband. I mean, honestly, that's equal to the going behind her back after the C-section. I mean, they both did kind of the same thing. So she opened that door first, though, and he just walked through it. Well, on on his in his situation, you don't have to choose a name right away. He could have said, "We're not in a position to." Fill that out right now because then it would be baby, whatever their last name is, right? Until Mm -hmm. they chose a name. They don't have to choose a name right away. And and there are very good reasons for that. This is one of them. Mom was too loopy from the procedure to be able to clearly handle that. He took advantage of that situation like she took advantage of her baby shower situation and, and swung back. So, yeah, everyone sucks here. Both ask on ones, question mark. I kind of feel like the dad is an ask on too, because he was looking at the whole picture and not about, I mean, I feel like she based her baby name off of how her followers would react out of the biggest like response she could get on social media. And that really just disgusts me. Like before this child is even earth side, she's already trying to use her, use her to get likes and comments and, I don't, that just really rubs me the wrong way. Well, I do and not, I guess I do not like that. Agreed. Yeah. I guess the one way you could look at it would be that she was thinking only about herself through all of this. He was actually thinking about the baby and, and what that kid's going to go through, you know, when it's, when it's an adult and right. how it's going to be made fun of and how it's going to actually you know, adapt to that name. That's where he was coming from. He still went behind her back and did something shitty. But yeah, I agree. She's shittier. Yes. She she had multiple steps in here that were just completely selfish and, well, and, and manipulative. She, she knew the banner was made. Yes. I mean, she had to give somebody the name in order to make the banner, and she didn't tell her husband. She um, knew exactly what she was doing. I think she's an Ascon one. I think he's an Ascon two. And the baby is just adorable and cute. Little innocent Pepe. <laughs> Born into this world with an Ascon 1 and Ascon 1. With an Ascon 1 and Ascon 2 parent. <laughs> Poor little Bambi. You know what? Also, you know, if you're a mother naming, wanting to name your child Bambi, aren't you also kind of sealing your own fate when you do that? That's okay. I was going to go there, but I didn't know if we should. But, I'd do it. But yeah, I'm like the story. I mean, the most known story for Bambi is that the mother is gone and he's trying to find his way in life. And yeah. oh none of it makes sense i just i'm i the fact that she did this for internet clout is what bothers me the most from the story not that she wanted to name her baby something unique i'm all for that 
but the reason that she did this and the reason that she said she couldn't go back and change it and through what sounded like a tantrum about it was because she didn't want to walk it back from her followers. So like in that, in this story, it sounds like they mattered the most, their opinion mattered the most. Yep. And that, that sounds like a problem that she needs to address. I mean, we've, I've heard people say negative things about like naming Navy because of Navy, because it's, there's, you know, military. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, I, you don't have to agree with the name, but I feel like both parents have to agree on the name. Right. Oh, I remember what I was going to say now and this is just the beginning of this too because oh, yeah. yeah now that the baby's here i mean how how much is she going to use the baby just for social ammo Ugh. and I, I have no doubt that she's gonna love her kid but and i love i love seeing like baby videos on instagram i, I love people sharing i know some people don't love to share their kids and that's fine but i i do love when people share like little cute moments of their kids. Yeah. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't do that, but that should not be the reason why you're on Instagram. And it also shouldn't be, I don't know. I, I feel like we rarely put a camera in front of Navy's face. Less so now after year one, year one, we were doing like the studio photo shoot every month, mm -hmm. but that was for a specific purpose. We had a theme we had, so we could do that series of year one. And now it's, it's, they're just candids. Yeah. But now we're just, we're, we grab the phone and we do some candids. We don't, there's not a camera in front of her face all the time. And I feel like that would be tough for a kid to grow up like that with a camera in your face all the time with mm -hmm. everybody seeing everything that you're doing. That'd be a tough way for a kid to grow up. And there's probably going to be some trauma involved with that later on in life. Right. I mean, look at the Kardashians. They're rich. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Money doesn't buy everything though. Well, and that's goes back to, expensive. goes back to what you said about success. There's, there's different ways to classify success. Right. What does it mean to you? Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Okay, we're going to dive into our second story here. Uh, this one is another AITA from the AITA subreddit, and it is, Am I the astronaut for calling my mother-in-law out for excluding only me on the family girls trip? So I get along with my mother-in-law most of the time, but sometimes me and her clash. The only relevant time we've had issues was a few years ago when we were on a family vacation and we got into a massive fight. The long and short of it was I ended up missing an important family dinner at the restaurant my mother-in-law and father-in-law met at. Usually when I'm on vacation, I don't like to schedule stuff out and just explore and have fun. So I got distracted and missed dinner. Last week, I learned that my mother-in-law and all of my sister-in-laws are going on a trip to California this summer. 
Apparently, they planned this since last year, and I was specifically left out of all of the planning. My sister-in-law said that the reason my mother-in-law chose not to invite me was because of the fight we had about that dinner years ago. I'm the kind of person who likes to deal with things head on. No petty bullshit. So I called my mother-in-law up last night. She at first said it was not personal, that she wanted to plan a bunch of activities over the week in Cali and knew I was not the one for long-planned itineraries. She then said she was not going to pay for a flight and hotel just for me to choose to stand everyone up. Things got heated really quickly and she ended up telling me that she swore to herself never to pay for another of my girls trips after ruining her anniversary trip like I did just because I'm selfish and can't bother to do things other people want to do. This was complete bullshit and I called her out on it. We ended up fighting and I hung up. I texted all of my sister-in-laws telling them I'm completely disgusted. They would all leave me out of this just because my mother-in-law had a petty grudge against me and cannot stop being a control freak for five seconds. Today, I woke up to text after text telling me to grow up and that she was not the only one who didn't want me there. My husband supports me 100%, but apparently he got chewed out by my mother-in-law today and he said he's now staying out of it. So now I'm starting to wonder if calling her out like this was too far and... (laughs) And that I should have been the bigger person. I don't know, though. Do you want to read the top comment? So she's paying for the trip so that everyone can spend time together and do activities together. And your position is that you'll pick and choose the activities that you're interested in. You're the asshole. She doesn't owe you a free trip. I mean, that's kind of where my mind is at yeah. here, too. There, there are group activities and there are free time mm-hmm. blocks, typically, to shirk group activities because you're free spirit and on vacation you want to just wander and just you know explore it's that's offensive to everyone else in the group who's making the effort to go spend time with the group i get it if you're going on a vacation by yourself or as a couple when you're like you know what let's not schedule anything let's just let's just float and see where the wind blows us look at her taking care of me i don't Mm -hmm. i once the headphones are on, it's it's all bets are off with the hair. OP in the comments had said that the trip um, where she missed that dinner was an anniversary trip for her in-laws that they paid for. Um, they brought everyone on in the restaurant. I believe that they, she was supposed to be at and missed was where they met, where they right? met. Yeah. So it was their anniversary like dinner where they met and she didn't show up. That's 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 so shitty. Like. Seems like a very just generally selfish person. Yeah. Very entitled too to think that she has some kind of right to just somebody else's money that they have to pay for a trip. I do think that the mother-in-law should have reached out and been like, this is where I'm at. And this is why I'm choosing not to invite you. Instead of being secretive about it. Yes. I I think that's the part that makes the mother-in-law a little bit of an asshole. Not to say that she didn't have the right to be that, but I, I, it could have squashed the whole thing if she had just said that. So she's a four. Could have been done differently. Not should have, sure. but could have. The least about a vassal. But the, what is OP here? Based on the fact that she she knew the dinner was happening and she didn't show up. Um, and then it proceeded to fight with the mother-in-law on what was her anniversary vacation trip that she, again, mother-in-law paid for. So she was there for free, just exploring whatever she wanted on somebody else's dime. And then gets pissed because no one wants her there again. I feel like there's one. I feel like OP is leaving stuff out in this scenario. If all five of her or all of the sister-in-law said that they also didn't want her there. Like 
she's maybe an abrasive person and doesn't realize That's how exactly abrasive she is. Exactly what I was thinking. This very must combative. Just be a very abrasive person. Yeah. Who who doesn't understand that 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 rubs people the wrong way, which is right. why it's called abrasive. Like you got a personality like sandpaper. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's tough for some people to take. It you have to have really thick skin to be able to to be able to hang with people like that and not take things personally. But she seems like a very selfish and abrasive person, which is tough. I love it when OPs say my spouse supports me 100%. Of course they do to your face or maybe just in general. But what choice does he have? If he, if he said he didn't support you, your abrasive personality would become a cheese grater (laughs) and this guy would be wrecked. So yeah, I, I seriously doubt you're getting him, giving him any a choice, any choice. But he did say he's staying out of it now, which in his world with an abrasive, selfish and mm-hmm. kind of person that you are is is probably the most extreme thing he can do. Her um, her last sentence to me is so, so weird. She's like, I wonder if I went too far and I should have been the bigger person. I feel like in nowhere, like in no way, shape or form in this entire thing that she wrote was she ever the bigger person no she was just being a selfish asshole she was never the same size person no you know what i mean like i don't i don't know how that scale works it's it's the bigger person the same size person or the smaller person but she she's been the smaller person throughout all of this okay so if you were around at the beginning of this podcast we talked about the tech gremlins and about (laughs) shit going sideways well here we're we're filming we just got through with our third story and you're like, wait, no, I haven't heard th- three stories yet. Yeah, you're right. Because the camera, which I have running from an external battery pack, somehow decided not to use that external battery pack and died for the entire <laughs> third story. And then I looked at it and I was like, wait, there's supposed to be a little red light on, I think. And uh, sure as shit, the gremlin struck again. But that's okay. We will push through. Power through. We're you will not through. defeat us today, gremlins. You will not defeat us today. Fly, you fools. Oh, before we start into this next story, <clears throat> I want to do a video of Dustin. My voice keeps cracking. Who's Dustin? I want to do a video of Dusty um, with all of the impersonations that he can do. And there are so, so many. Like, you guys haven't even heard the half of them. And I think that this video would be amazing. So if you guys want to see this video, you have to... Leave a comment and tell us that you want to see this video so we can make it happen. I have to encourage him. <laughs> Get your butt back here, Nick Miller. We're going to make it happen. It, yeah. So they just randomly come out. That's the, that's the that's hard part. That's what he keeps saying. It's, it's, it's not something that I summon. It's something that just happens. So trying to do it intentionally would be, <laughs> would be challenging for me. I'd have to be like really high or yeah, really high. <laughs> <laughs> There's no or. I can tell you what he's doing on Father's Day. <laughs> he's going to make this video and he's going to have a good time by himself. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite impression that I have? Mm, that's a good one. I mean, Moira is is epic. She's so good. But I mean, you can do accents. 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 so much. <laughs> you can do impersonations. You did uh, Bane. Wasn't that? On the <laughs> yeah. Dyson. Yeah. The new Dyson headphones. The new Dyson headphones. Look those up. Bane. They, yeah, and so he does his impersonation, and it was spot on. You think you know headphones? Uh, (laughs) You merely adopted it. 
I was born in the headphones. <laughs> um, I was going to say Christopher Walken. Is that a person? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure Listen. you can do that impersonation. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah that that one would uh, that one just comes out randomly too. And it's been a while since I've done a Christopher Walken. I don't know what voices I've been doing lately. They change. They change over time. There was someone else that you did. Um, oh, Mickey. Oh yeah, Mickey Mouse. I have a pretty decent Mickey Mouse. I have a good Elmo. That's what that was gonna. That was my next one. Was Elmo. Elmo requires a little bit of effort. There's some strain involved with let's, Elmo. Let's hear Mickey. Take a break, Candy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, speaking of. Yeah, I was going to say. That so made us think of it. When we went to Disney in 2016, um, Brady was five. No, he would. He was almost five. So he was. Yeah. In, 20, in 2016. That's when we went. Was he 20, was almost six. then. Almost six. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I was thinking that, but then I was. I got confused. Okay. So he was almost six. Um, very shy. Like very yeah. reserved. Um, very, very quiet. quiet um, sweetest kid ever. Um, but he wanted to see Mickey Mouse so bad. And the last night that we were there after the parade, there wasn't a line. And so we go in, we wait. Um, there's like 10 people in front of us. And he sees Mickey, he gives him the biggest hug. He's so excited. He comes out of his shell and we're getting ready to leave. And <laughs> he turns around as we're walking out the door. And you can. <laughs> and he says, hey, Mickey, hot dog, and runs <laughs> off. And the three little kids are just laughing their asses off. So like somebody's hard. pulled just like the biggest prank of all time. But it was the funniest. From- we look back at Mickey and Mickey's like. <laughs> and the guy, Mickey's handler, because they have a handler for every, every character. There's like. <laughs> but Brady's like, hot dog. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was the Mickey Mouse hot Clubhouse. Dog. That was because uh, they used to watch that all the time. All the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was so funny. Was- <laughs> and and we still talk about it with the kids and he still laughs about it so yes he's still still very quiet still really reserved but very funny kid yep very sweet kid <laughs> there are a lot of a lot of characters and a lot of voices so eventually all all can we hear elmo build up the courage to to do them all for you in, in succession <laughs> elmo's tough <clears throat> elmo yeah do that <laughs> <laughs> Elmo Elmo went to read stone yeah yeah story <laughs> see he's so he's so good so good there's a lot there's a lot to take in now just imagine uh I, I don't know if it's you know there's just a lot of different personalities that live inside my head that jump <laughs> out at will and that could be a personality disorder I don't know but imagine trying to live with that sorry I, I enjoy it sorry I don't enjoy it when he uses a different accent to go through the drive through line and the people are like, now what was that? And I'm like, if you my order because you're trying to talk with a Southern accent or a British accent, I'm going to have a problem. If there's pickles on my Chick-fil-A sandwich because they couldn't understand your ass, you're in trouble. I, I do do that a lot to the point where the people at the Starbucks drive through for a number of years were convinced that I was British. Until you stopped using the accent. Yeah. I, I would change it up on them and they'd be like, wait, wait aren't you British though? I'd be like, no, I'm from here. <laughs> or they'd be like, where, Oh, so where are you from? And I'd be like, Oh yeah, I'm from, I'm from Joplin born and raised. I'm like, no, I'm like, yeah, really? I'll just do this to mess with you. 
And I'm like, shut up. Fuck yeah. Yeah, Sorry. someone asked me, uh, you said uh, you sounded Australian at Coles, and someone was like, how did you meet him? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I met him at Outback Steakhouse, an Australian <laughs> wannabe restaurant. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, you know, I am quite a bit exotic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, exotic personality like me. <laughs> Of course, I was working at Outback Steakhouse. It was the most, <laughs> most closest thing to home I could find. Okay, we'll move on. Okay, story number three again. <laughs> but your first time hearing it is, am I the ask not for thinking my mother-in-law's obsession with my son is absurd? I'm experiencing a glitch in the matrix. It's like I just did this. I have a four-year-old and I'm due with baby number two mid-year. My husband, 27, and I, 25, have been together since we were teens. Mother-in-law, 47, was jealous from the get-go of our relationship. I've read up a bit on this. It's to do with her not having their emotional needs met by a partner, so subconsciously using their son to meet those needs. Then I fell pregnant with my now four-year-old. She kept saying, my papa, and sometimes she would slip and start referring to hubby as our child's brother. This continued my whole pregnancy, and she would boast about it to anyone and everyone. Then when he was born, it all amplified. She wanted to take him to spend alone time with him from the time he was a couple of weeks old and would be offended when we said no. She would always say that grandma loves him more than his parents do. She would kick up a giant stink whenever she wasn't able to take him out alone. She never wanted to spend time with him around us. There were so many times when we tried to set boundaries, but she would always do it her way and guilt trip us. When we would do things together... She would physically push the pram out of my hands and she would push the pram everywhere anytime we were together, which I found out the first time we read this is stroller pram. So I think I've lost count, but I'm pretty sure the red flags have flown um, like 17 times already. Yeah, this is. uh, Yeah. One giant walking red flag of a (laughs) mother-in-law. She would push the pram everywhere anytime we were together. I'll push my baby and I was never allowed. She would never correct people if they assumed she was his mother. And as his parents, we thought it was too weird. He's always her grandson, but never ever is he our son. Anytime we do anything, it is always about her. It's like she's now using my son to meet her emotional needs, even though it's subconscious. To me, it's sick. I've tried to place more boundaries, but always get met with guilt trips. When we go places together where my son will experience what I call firsts, all of those things are taken over by her. Every... Even just small details like going to buy a drink. She needs to take him instead of us. She either takes him and does them without us or I'll say, hey, maybe he could do that with his parents too and she will be unhappy and make sure that he holds her hand and he's sitting next to her and not us. She always makes sure if he ever comes over to me that she gets his attention back onto her. She constantly, constantly tells him she loves him the most. He's her favorite person. And anytime we do anything together to make her the center of his attention. Now that I'm having another baby, also a boy, I've been worried it'll be the same thing all over again, but it's not. I caught her telling my son, Don't worry, you'll be grandma's favorite always. You're grandma's boy. You won't have to share. I'll always be your favorite person. And that is just horrible. She is saying things like, You and grandma can do things together, and mom and dad can have the new baby. Am I the asshole for thinking that this is just absurd behavior? Edit one. We have had many talks, me alone with her, him alone with her, us together with her. It always ends with her crying and guilt tripping us. Edit two. 
I understand it now after reading comments. Sometimes it's hard to look in from the outside when you're stuck on the inside. For a while there, I thought taking her away may have been a bad decision because of how much he adores her. In my mind, I was taking away someone he cherished. After reading the comments, I can now see what it is from the outside looking in. Just needed that boost to get there and get out of the box. The guilt I was feeling was mainly because of how he feels towards her, and now I get it. How could a four-year-old not cherish someone who gives in to his every whim? I get that now that's actually manipulation. But when you stand here and watch them and you watch how his eyes light up when she's around and how excited he is, it does take a little bit of a shove to look at it from a different angle and have that realization moment. Run. So Run. You got- the first time we read this and, and talked about it, that mysteriously got deleted by El Camara. Gremlins. Um, some of the things that we talked about were, you know, my first instinct reading this is how could you as a parent not end this sooner? This kid's four now. It's been four years <laughs> right. of this. And you know that it's damaging. You know that it's unhealthy. And she explained it here in the end a little bit. It's because of how his eyes lit up and how excited he was. And she didn't want to do something that would make him sad. But I think as a parent, one of the things that you have to accept is that the best thing for your kid isn't always going to be what makes them happy. True. Very true. And it may be 50% of the time. They're not going to, your kid isn't going to be happy about what's best for them. Just, just accept that right now. You're going to cause some pain, some short-term pain to do long-term the right thing. Right. If, if you have a child who you're giving into their every whim, And I mean, that's basically just not parenting them. You're just giving them, letting them do whatever they want. Um, That's not a form of parenting. That's just observing the chaos that's happening. And I feel like this, these are young parents too. And I think when you're young, when you're in your, when you're in your twenties, it's hard to set boundaries. I mean, I, you, especially when you rely on, on your parents for help with, with your kids at 21 and she's pregnant and newly married um, I feel like that's she was probably wanting advice and leadership from the mother-in-law, and instead she got some kind of sick, twisted mother-in-law who thinks this is her baby, um, and she has to set firm boundaries, or this is never going to stop. And it's, it, I don't know, it's it's gross. It's really gross. Mom probably needs some therapy. You're not going to be able to be the one that says that, but you are going to have to limit her time with your children. Well, and one of the things that you talked about yeah, before was, was the, you're going to cause problems with your new baby too. Cause the new baby is going to see how this eventually is going to see how the other grandchild is treated. And she's already made it. She's already stated that she will not treat them the same, that this is her favorite child, that she loves him. And then so you're going to have resentment. weird way. Yeah. And it's, it's, so you're going to have one child that's going to have, everything they could have ever wished for in one child that doesn't have that relationship with a grandparent. And the, the unbalance of that situation is going to cause issues with both children. And how, how mother-in-law just decided that that was okay is deeply concerning. And in OP shoes here, you know, now, now she knows that limiting or ending contact and time together is at least for, for a time is the way to go. But I would be deeply concerned about how drastic mother-in-law's response is. Mm-hmm. To this point, she's been able to guilt you and get her way. What's going to happen when you're firm and guilting doesn't work? What is she going to do that's one step beyond that? 
the attachment that she has with your four-year-old right now, I, I'd be concerned about her showing up and trying to take him. I really would. Right. And also I think when, when people don't set boundaries, they are, they feel like boundaries are like, are a negative thing or a hard thing for if it, the boundary should be good for you and your family. Like if somebody else has a problem with those boundaries, that is their problem. That is not your problem. Right. The guilt tripping, you're just going to have to put on a hard face and not let it affect you because those boundaries are in place for you and your children. It is nothing to do with the grandparent. You're setting those because that's what you're comfortable with. It, no. And in the end, the boundary should, should yield a better relationship between everyone. But they're not. I mean, the mom, the mother-in-law is going to see oh, them she's going to as a personal attack. She, well, she will now because it's happening four years after she's been pulling this shit off. Had it been done in the beginning, but this I, would have never happened. I can't. I mean, some people at 21 probably could have set those boundaries, but I I know that at 21, I couldn't have set those I boundaries. Have I didn't, I, I know I didn't have a clue and I wasn't able to say, I don't like the way that this is happening. I feel like it should be happening this way. Yeah. And and make that happen. Like I didn't have that kind of backbone at 21. You don't know what the hell you're seeing at 21 either. Mm-mm. And you know, she, it's but taken she knew four this years for right. her to get to this point yeah. to write this story. So yeah, it's that's rough. And she says she's done research on the topic. She knows like what's going on. And I feel like if you've done that research, you see what's happening. Put a into it. Right. Like at some point, you have to say this is not healthy. This is not right. I have to do what's best for my child. Right. And and that. You're not doing this. I don't feel like we should rate her on an Ascon scale. The mother-in-law needs therapy, not a trip to Ascon one. Um, this is just a messed up situation. Yeah, this, but And a potentially dangerous situation, too, uh, yeah. because of that bond is so crazy. Now, the initial question was, am I the asshole for thinking my mother-in-law's obsession with my son is absurd? No. Not at all. Absolutely not. I would be more concerned with your mother-in-law's obsession. It's And... Ugh. And yeah. I would figure it out before baby number two is here. Yes. And and maybe that means going no contact. At at most, that means moving. I mean, you need yeah. to be ready for the potential to protect your family in whatever way you need to. And that might be getting physically away. Which is tough to think about. But, I mean, you got to be willing to do the right thing for your family. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I don't like it. Okay, you want to go ahead and dive in on the next one? Sure. Sure. Let's do it. Oh. Oh. Let's do this. This is spicy. Okay, you ready? Yes. <sighs> oh, is this from the Dusty Thunder subreddit? Uh, somebody reposted it. Okay. It was a cross post. Cool. This one is, am I the astronaut for begging my girlfriend to uphold a sexist tradition just so she can make a good first impression? Yes, one hundred percent. You're a f-ing asshole. The way you wrote it, dude. Just good. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 I have a big family that's incredibly close. We have big family dinners every few months where we all meet at my great grandfather's estate and eat together. Typically, how this works is that the women go cook for the time they're there, and the men don't, which I am fully aware is sexist as hell. That being said, I'm one of the youngest people in my family, and my protests mean literally nothing. Some of those women chose not to cook. However, this is usually met with a level of ostracizing. The women who don't cook are wives and long-term girlfriends. So they kind of already have a good family relationship doctored in. 
When I have seen new partners not cook, it's gone bad. Like completely ostracized, not speaking, cattiness, rudeness, etc. The dinner will be in two weeks and my girlfriend was asked if she would attend. Initially, she said yes, which is great. I want for her to meet everyone and for everyone to get used to her being around. But when I explained to her the tradition, she was understandably bothered. I told her that I understand where she's coming from. However, it was best for everyone if she just played along. I told her this isn't a permanent thing and that I am only asking her to do this so she can avoid the bad treatment from the rest of my family. This is her first impression and I don't think it's best if we cause waves. She told me that it's unacceptable and that if she has to do that, she will not be going. I've tried to find a compromise with her on this, but she won't budge and she's pissed at me. She told me that if I think it's acceptable to make her do this, then I'm just as bad as everyone else. While my point is that she needs to make a good first impression. Am I the asshole? I'll let you take this one. It just pisses me off. Like, it's so bad it pisses me off. One, your family tradition is up. That the men don't do anything. Like, they just get their meals served to them. Like, no, it's 2023. Change your family. I don't care if you're the youngest person in this family. And your protests mean nothing. Your protest can be not going. Or your protest can be you in the kitchen doing something instead of your girlfriend. Set, set a new a new tradition. No. No. Sorry. If you had taken me to your family, which would never happen, but if you had taken me to your family and been like, well, you have to cook while I sit on the couch and do nothing and just wait for my meal to be served to me, I would have been like, no, we're not going. We're not doing this. This is not happening. As you walk into the kitchen, ah, 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 take the shoes off. You got to be barefoot in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel for OP because he knows that this is a bullshit tradition, but feels powerless to do anything against it. And like you said, there's a responsibility to do something to change it. The kicker here is that he used enough words to let us know that this is a money family. Oh, I agree. So he's playing along just so he cannot get completely excommunicated by this family and be cut off from everything. And that you have to, at its core, look at is what's what's the price of your values? Because he's allowing himself to be bought here. He's allowing himself to play along just so he can not get cut off. That's a big assumption, but I think he's given us, given us enough hints in here to be able to make that leap. And I agree. And... I wanted to hear your thoughts before I, I said this, but if you like scroll down to the second paragraph, um, which I wouldn't expect you to pick up on, but this, the fact that he said that the person who doesn't cook, new partners come in, they don't cook, they, they don't want to go along with this tradition. They're met with people not speaking to them. Cattiness and rudeness. And I can almost guarantee you that that is coming from the women and not oh, I assume from, that. The, from the men because the women clearly have a problem with it if they expect every woman to participate. Yeah. But they're not standing up and saying anything. And instead, if you don't join in, you're seen as the shit person. Not the tradition. Not the tradition. I can't say it. I'm dusty thunder. Traditionary. Not the tradition, which is the bad thing. It's the person not participating in the bad tradition. And this summarizes shitty women to a T and it that's the part that makes me the most mad about this is that the women in this family 
also don't like the tradition if they're going to give other people shit, but instead of changing it, they're just going to be shittier to the person who doesn't want to be involved in this disgusting sexist tradition. And so, I, have no, I have no problem with women who want to cook, but if you don't want to cook and you don't want to be in the kitchen, that's not your job. Bring a dish. Everybody can cook at home and bring it to the thing, but it, it, it makes me mad. The women are the problem in this story. The men who aren't standing up and going into the kitchen cooking are the problem in this story. This disgusting tradition is, no, no. It would not happen at either one of our houses. No. We also don't come from estates. No. And I don't, I don't care how much money you have. It's 2023. I agree with you. But I, I'm, the thought here is that those shite traditions have been allowed to survive longer than they would have if there weren't money attached to them. Because people allow their values to be bought. That's, ugh. I don't like this it. Is, this is like the uh, the girlfriend version of Get Out, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that movie was messed up. Yep. Oh, gosh. Jordan Peele, you could have fun with this one. Good gravy. Thank <laughs> you for, uh, for hanging in there with us for this part one of this episode of Words Are Hard. You almost said thunder and spark. No, I, I no, felt I, it. I was trying to think of like what episode number this is going to be, but it's we're in like the 60s right now, so I don't know. Um, yeah. Thank you for hanging in there with <laughs> us for this episode of the Dusty Thunder podcast with Candy Thunder yet again. We will have a part two for this that we'll film at some point here, um, but we're going to go ahead and stop here for this part one. Um, and hopefully... Hopefully, when we go to start editing, 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 hard words are hard. Hard, hard are words. Words. Hard words. are words. Hard words. That's uh, that's Yoda's interpretation. Hard are words. <laughs> um, hopefully, everything is there when we go to edit, so there aren't <laughs> going to be any more gremlin surprises there. But see, we we pushed through it. We survived. No phantom echo no, happening yeah. in the. <sighs> Dusty it's just thunder. the two. It's just the two mics today, so it shouldn't have been an issue anyway. But dusty thunder, 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 thunder. thunder. <laughs> thunder does echo. I. It's just maybe that's the thing. Yeah. Good gravy. Okay. Thank you again for hanging in there with us. We'll see you here soon with part two. Yes. Thank you, guys. Before we go, oh, I was like, what are we, what are we doing? Post credit scene. Hey, if you're still with us, please make sure that you are subscribed, not just here, but also on every other social channel that you use. We probably have some kind of presence in. So we are for sure on YouTube. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We are obviously on all of the podcast channels like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, blah, 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 blah. Um, and also Candy Thunder has her own TikTok uh, at Candy Thunder 1. And Tony Spark has his own TikTok at Tony Spark underscore, right? 
Yes. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. And and everything else that you need to find link-wise, you can find on Linktree. Make sure that you are subscribed and turn notifications on so that you can actually see when we're posting new stuff. We are still getting more aggressive with content, so you're going to see new things that you haven't seen before. Be sure you subscribe, and thank you again for watching all the way through and for supporting us with your engagement. Much appreciated. Thank you, guys. Okay.